So we're on, and this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast, and I'm here with David Angel, um, who, who offers some really good insight on business, business courses, sales, marketing, um, but he's got a really amazing story that I, I really feel um, we, we've talked a lot lately about mental, mental health and about self-improvement and what we can do in our lives to help others, even through our own examples through life. And I think David has a great story to share. Um, so I'm going to kind of hand it off to him. David, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are, and where you come from. Hey, well, thank you for having me, first and foremost. Um, yeah. It's nice to be here. <laughs> so I'm David Angel. Um, I'm a sales and business coach, but without rather than most stories you hear now, it's an 18-year-old who's just fell into being amazing at stuff. And I've made a million pounds in half an hour and nothing bad's ever happened. I bring the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and everything in between. I've built businesses, um, I've had good successes, I've had problems, I've lost it all, I've slept in a car, I've been chased by German shepherds, I've led the best restaurants, I've been on the best holidays, um, I've had the watches, I've lost it. So I've gone through the whole cycle and I'm hoping today, not only can we talk a bit about, like we were saying, mental health, um, I think it's good to hear some of other people's things and for listeners as well some people will connect with what i say some people might hate me uh, and i'm cool either way and yeah. um, i think with a lot of what goes on in the world now everyone's trying to please everyone which is one of the big things for mental health um i don't worry about that now uh, i think the world's a massive place and the internet gives us the ability to find our own tribe that vibe and connect with us so if someone listens to this if there's one person that hears this and gets some sort of reprieve, some support, just hear it from a different thing. And, and that's, I think, what would have saved me earlier if, if I had. I listened to a lot of podcasts over the years. I've done a lot of personal development, and I've learned lots of little lessons. But if I could have compacted that down a little bit more, maybe we don't know. We don't know what would have happened. But, yeah, so I hope I'm looking forward to today. Excellent, excellent. And, and so... Um, you know, while you've had some, uh, some struggles in your life, um, you, you obviously have a lot of successes because you are where you are now and you, and you're able to, I guess, utilize that experience that you've had in the past, uh, good or bad in mm -hmm. order to set yourself up with, with the skills you have in sales. And, and I, I've kind of stalked you a little bit, looking at some of your profile and just some of your, um, your social media feeds and some of the videos you have posted. And um, you offer some awesome insight on, on the business. Thank course. you. Tell us a little bit about the business courses that you, you offer now. So, so now I'm a sales coach. Sales coaching saved me. So for, I've been in sales for years, which we can go into that in a minute, but to sort of start at the end and work back. Um, after the big breakdown, losing everything, one of the only things I had left was the sales skills. I was a good student. So it was so ingrained with me on training others and what I could do, it was the only thing that didn't go off kilter. So right. when I went back to ground level, it's like being um, high up in the army and going back to being a private. The legwork's hard work, but it seems pretty simple and you can help bring others through. And it saved me because it got me to the stage that I started training other people. I went in as a basic sales guy, but obviously had the experience of training huge amounts of people on high ticket. Um, and that resulted in me then training other people. And so then if I was having a bad day, I mentally wasn't in the right place. We talk about acting as if, and it always gets this bad thing, act as if, and that's because everyone's driving around Ferraris. I'm not saying act as if and drive a Ferrari but can't afford the fuel. 
Right. If you're having a bad day, act as if you are happy, and quite often you'll forget you're in a crappy day. Yeah. Um, I think acting as if sometimes makes a difference. And I found a, a long time um, ago that I'll do more for other people than I will myself. Yeah. I'll yeah. sabotage me, no problem. Yeah, and I um, think that's, I, you know, I can relate to that exactly. It's so easy. Um, in sales, you, you, you're good at convincing things and being convincing. I'm good at convincing myself and I know me. I know my flaws and I can still put myself in situations for that. So if I'm accountable, so say if I go back a bit of time and I was having a bad day, I could sabotage that night not caring about the next day for me. If I've committed to helping someone and I've got John who's got his business and he's got two kids, he's in invested in himself to be a student of mine and he's reliant on me to be there that morning then i'm good because that accountability to someone else is good on both sides so having that on a daily basis give me a bit of stability not for me but for other people but mm -hmm. build a habit that actually helped me um so now i coach people um and the problem came about was there was two places I wanted to be. And someone literally said to me, well, why don't you just, oh, they said to me, um, we need two of you, or you need two of you. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, I do. He said, well, why don't you just like, record everything and put it online? And that throwaway comment ended up being my obsessed mind. It's like, yes, how can I clone me? Suddenly realizing <laughs> that cloning's a little bit out of my budget and technology. Yep. So the next best thing was to utilize um, an online interactive platform. Um, there's a guy out there called Brad Lee. I don't know if you ever follow his stuff. I've heard um, of him, yes. Mm, amazing, amazing guy. And he's got a, a platform called Lightspeed VT. And it's a really cool interactive platform. So I spent eight months recording all my content, everything from here, put it on a platform. And there's 21 courses, nearly 400 videos. If you, if you do 15 minutes a day, it'll take you five and a half months to get through. Right. So it's a lot of content, a mm. lot of information. And, so, and with the joys of technology now, we have this all in our phones. So now, so say if you're a salesperson, you've got a face-to-face -face meeting, you can be taking in and absorbing relevant stuff for that day. And now that's there. I've got to people I'm helping. And now I set a goal to do 100 podcasts in 50 weeks to talk to people, see if I can bring value to, to the table, see if I can help people out. Um, and it's like good therapy for me. I, I really enjoy it. And the feedback I'm getting is really nice. It's always helped. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's, it's important. Um, I had a, I, I spoke about this yesterday with, uh, I, I was actually on another podcast show, mm. a, a guy locally here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I had an opportunity for, you know, I, I've been a guest on several shows, but this was a good opportunity for a local show. And, um, you know, we were, we were discussing a little bit about, you know, what I, what I've been doing lately, trying to get people to understand that they help others. And I, and it was an interesting, uh, thing that kind of came to me in the middle of the show is that we had a, I had a couple guests on my show last week and I, I did just like before we started recording this, uh, with you, I, I kind of mentioned what we were doing and kind of things we've been trying to do to help our audience. And, um, and these guests that immediately they said, well, you know, I don't know that I do anything to help anyone. And I said, well, wait a minute. What are you on the podcast for? Uh, you're, you're, you're here because you wrote a book. Uh, you're here because you wrote a self-help book of all things. Yeah. And they were like, 
it, it kind of just kind of blew their mind. They were like, well, you're right. I guess I didn't really take into, into factor that, that I am already helping somebody via the book I wrote. Yeah. Um, and that book's going is, is a self-help book that's going to reach people, which is a helpful thing. And I said, I, and it kind of like for a second, they were kind of blown away that, that they hadn't even acknowledged that what they're doing as a career is something that they're just doing as, uh, you know, it's helping people, but they're just doing it as habit. And, and yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think you made a good point a minute ago about making things habit. You know, some of the things you do that you may, you've made into habit. And, and that's what I've been working on lately. And that's, that's really what I've been talking about lately, the past two weeks, especially, is for people to just take time out of their day, holding a door for someone, giving a compliment, a smile. You never know what somebody's going through. Yeah, uh, massively. Uh, mentally, emotionally. And so it's real important that we take time and be intentional um, and, and, and really invest in people. Um, and, and for you, especially in sales, like you said, it's very, you know, you can sell anybody anything. You can talk, you can kind of convince people of things because that's what sales really is what your target to do. But at the end of the day, um, using those opportunities to build relationships and be genuine. Well, I, do you know, it's, it's funny you say that, and it's such a big difference. It's a big thing between good and, good and bad salespeople. Yep. Um, the good salespeople, the people out there, it's like being interviewed, like the old cop films, with the old spotlight. Right. If the spotlight's always on me, because I'm doing the talking, it's about me, I'm thinking about my commission, I'm here to convince people. Just to but close the deal. Just to close yeah, the deal. But actually, if you have the spotlight on the other person enough, if they're talking enough, if you're asking enough short questions to get big answers and you're paying attention to them, you'll get the right results anyway. But they're just a lot happier. Say age old saying before about you can have anything you want in this world if you just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. I used to hear this and I used to be like, yeah, but. <laughs> I was a very selfish guy. Um, and I was always like, yeah, it makes sense, it makes sense. But when now, like we were talking today about this cool thing that's just happened with this group, mm -hmm. that was good interaction, not trying to get anything, wasn't trying to sell anything, was actually genuinely wanting to make a connection with this person, had no expectation of it, and occasionally we'd speak and suddenly, bang, an opportunity has arisen, yep. but yep. wouldn't have come up. I couldn't have pitched for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes just having your pillars right, having your foundation strong, having your priorities in order, and this is the gem, means you're planting good seeds that you can crop later. Unfortunately, right. we're trying to be, we're trying to farm our crops too early. We're mm -hmm. trying to cash in on our network too early. We're trying to, because we, we're hungry for the deal, yeah. Well, actually, if you spend a bit more time planting and a bit less time pushing and you're more considerate, you'll grow better trees, which will farm you better products. That makes so much sense. I mean, you're literally, you know, uh, like, like I was saying, and like you just said, you know, people that focus on closing the deal or getting that commission, if that's, you know, if, if the financial end of it is the target, like you said, there's good and bad sales. But if you're investing in relationships, what you end up with is a long-term client. You end up with somebody who's not just going to close the deal and, be, and pay your commission today, but down the road, they may come back to, to repeat a sale and need it's your- It's a better deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot better deal. Yes, so much much, There's so many branches that come off it. Right. Um, uh, and, oh, and also, you'll have relationships where you'll get referrals. If you go into your client book now um, and you message 50 people that you know, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing sales coaching. I'm trying to, I actually done a post today. 
So I posted today because I'm doing a lot more, where I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff, but with the way the platform's now been switched, it's perfect for teams of yeah. people with a master login I've got. So I literally done a post today. Hey, um, anyone who's in sales and works for a company or has a sales team, get in touch, could have something here for you. And I said 250 quid. Because that's just a fact. Actually, if I can bring value to them, instead of me pitching this big idea, yeah. if my network likes what I do anyway, if they're interested in what I do, and it is a cherry on the top, they can make some money, then they'll get in mm -hmm. touch. But if I'm messaging everyone, hey, buy my product, hey, it's right. about me. Yeah. And that's where we're all falling down. And this is where the stigma comes from with people in sales as well. And I don't think it's anywhere near that. I think because of the internet, you get a lot of spam messages, but we get less spam phone calls. Right. And here in the States, here in the States, we get a lot of spam phone calls. Oh, my really? Phone, yeah. My phone is daily constantly blowing up. Uh, they, I, I, vehicle warranties, uh, medical stuff. Uh, they, they're just nonstop, nonstop. I used to get it a lot in the UK, but I don't seem to get it as much. But I also think I don't change a lot of my products now. I've got products right. I like. So I've got the same phone provider. So they probably saw yeah. my data on five years ago and I got the phone calls. Yeah. Um, kind of so weeded it all out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I get a lot of spam emails. Yeah. I get a lot of spam messages um, on social media. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the problem with it as well. We see anything where someone's trying to get money from us, the marketing advert, sales, video, we see it as sales. And it is selling, but there's a big difference between yeah. selling something and sales as a skill set right and i think it's like anything so i've been a chef we've all been to those terrible restaurants where mm -hmm. the guy's calling himself a chef but and actually he's put it sucks. in a microwave yeah <laughs> right but we can't blame all chefs for that we can't say gordon ramsay's terrible because yeah. some guy plays in the microwave and that's what we do we associate it all under the same umbrella right um, yeah and there, and there, you know, and there's good, you know, I've got a lot of friends in sales and there's a, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good salesmen uh, that, that are very honest about the product they're selling that are very upfront. Um, and then there's the people that kind of sit in a career, kind of sit in a job with a product that sucks, just being honest. And, and then they're selling something and the product sucks and they know it and they're just doing it to make that money. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I know a lot of guys that are just so honest, they can't do it. I, I know a lot of guys that are like, man, I should, you know, somebody told me I should go into sales but I'm too honest. I can't sell somebody junk. And but again, that, that comes down to what you sell. You can right. just point. If, if people are smart with it, a lot of the time, people before, if before the pre-internet, people had looking their local magazine, their local paper, to find a job in their local area. And if there's only a couple of terrible companies and you're in sales, then like, you haven't really got much choice. Yeah. I'll drive two hours. Right. But now, there is so many companies, mm -hmm. but I think people are almost blinded to it. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I want to do sales. Where do I start? Yeah, well, exactly. Because there's so much just on, the online presence. Uh, th there's call centers that you do sales at. Um, there's so many places. Everything is sales. Yes. I mean, every, every business out there, think of any it, business. It, yeah, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, even I, I own a construction business. It's the same thing. When I go do an mm. estimate for a client for a bathroom or a kitchen, or a if you don't get the job, it doesn't matter how good your building work is. Correct. It's it's a, it's the it's still I have to do sales. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm doing sales. You know, because it's I'm funny, trying to funny. build a job. Mm, it's funny you say about that. Um, there's a guy that I know who um, <laughs> he's based not where I am, but 
over on the other side uh, in England, um, and he's got a roofing company. Yeah. And he loves to laugh and joke, ah, oh, don't tell the sales thing. But when he worked for a company, now he's got his own company. He wasn't bothered at the start. And then we were having a chat, I don't know, six months ago. And he's like, oh, I'm so stressed. I can't get any jobs. I can't do that. I said, this is what I was talking to you about. This is sales. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not. It's, it's estimating. I said, yeah, but you're selling it's your self. service. Yes. You're selling yourself. You need, you're probably talking too much or you're not talking enough. enough. You're asking the wrong yep. question. Um, so, and I said to him, like, why don't we just pretend? Pretend I'm a customer. How would you approach it? And he literally went, oh, you went, shut up, Dave. I'm not <laughs> going to pretend that. And literally, it was because he just had a complete mind blank. Yeah, just shut down. Yeah. And so I'm like, listen, firstly, calm down. This is what happens in life. Everyone goes through this. Secondly, let go of the idea of sales. All we're talking about here is structure. Yep. If you're yep. going to drive from here to Afghanistan, you need to know the route. Yep. You need to know where, you can't just get in the car and go, oh, just get there, wouldn't I? Right. But you need to know how I'm going to get there. You would plan the trip. You would work out how long it's going to take you, how many stop-offs you would have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All of that would come into it. And it's the same with sales. We were saying earlier about reaping and sowing the seeds. If you're going off as a roofing company mm -hmm. and you don't have much jobs, you take a day and you drive around looking for houses with terrible roofs or yep. whatever it might be. Now, on that day, you know you're not selling anything. So you don't go up to them, oh, hi, let me do your route, because that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But going up to someone and saying, hi, we've been doing a lot of work in the area recently with some great results, is what people have said. If you decide to ever do that, would you mind giving us a call? Yeah. Give that 20 times, even if they don't use it now. But in people's mind, it's marketing yourself in mm -hmm. a sales way. And then other times, if you've got an estimate and you've asked the right questions, you know where you stand. But a lot of people are going so quickly into a close, but they alienate the buyer and then they completely mess it up anyway. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's, there's times like, I don't know, I've been doing construction 27 years. So there's times where I'm like, I want the job and there's times I don't want the job. And after doing construction so long, um, I'm lucky and blessed enough to be able to choose my clients. So I, yeah. I have the right to turn down. A lot of people don't know. They, they just forget the fact that they're in control of their business. And you have the right to say, I don't want to work for this client or I don't exactly. want to, I don't, I don't have to take this job. This job isn't the one that's going to pay the bills. And then it turns into a disaster. Um, so all the other stuff that comes with it, like you say, being a disaster, sorry to interrupt, but all the other stuff that comes with it. How long is this job going to take me? Yep. It's going to take me a month, a month of headaches yeah. for a small amount of profit, or I can actually use this time, take a week off with my family, relax, and go and do this job, which will make me probably just a little bit less, but less hassle. Yep. And, and, and there's you, so and much that comes into it. And, and sometimes you can do three of those jobs with no hassle in the time it would take you to complete one job that's going to be Or to get to pay, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I find, you know, what I find with my business is we've, we've been blessed because, uh, you know, not to brag, but we do good work. And because we do good work, we get good clients and our good clients refer us to better clients. Exactly. And, and, we, and we never seem to have, there's never a disconnect uh, while the work's going on. Yeah, there's, there's disagreements that come up. And that's any, I think any job uh, when you're in an, an industry like construction, 
Um, there's always going to be either disagreements or there's going to be. But that's uh, in everything, isn't point. it? I mean, yeah, in correct, everything. correct. In sales, you get objections. In construction, you're going to have problems. Doesn't and matter. That, and that's really part of the communication. That's part of part exactly. of being a good communicator. Um, you know, exactly. uh, putting things out there up front, letting them know, being very clear with what you're selling them. You know, and being very clear in your contract and what you state in the contract. Mm. Um, but but you know, it's really to me, it's it's become it's become very cool to know that, that my clients enjoy our work enough and they refer us. But it's also really cool to know that um, I'm at a point where while I could go search for more sales, I don't have to go search for more sales. They kind of walk in my door sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm turning them away to other people um, and other companies that, I, you know, friends of mine. And, and then sometimes I watch, I'll hand a client or I'll hand a, uh, refer something over to another business and I'll watch them lose the sale. And it's somebody, yeah. it's somebody that wants the job done. They were willing to pay me to do it. And as soon as I hand them off to someone else, the communication or I guess the care and concern for the client, they it's don't the feel enough. Yeah, it's just not there. And then they're like, well, and they'll call me back and they'll say, I appreciate the referral, but we really just weren't, we weren't clicking with that guy. Maybe we can yeah. revisit your schedule. And I, I think it's so true. But it's funny when you see people go from being a worker to a business owner. So a builder to um, a business owner who's mm -hmm. doing the real stuff. You can be the best builder, but without the communication skills, you won't actually be effective. Yep. You can be a great business owner and a terrible builder, and you can hire good builders. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think with a lot of stuff, it's what happens with things like that, where they get to the communication skills and our insecurities, our lack of experience, our lack of desire um, come out of it. A lot of people have the, oh, my work should speak for itself. Yes, it should. But, sometimes but also, it doesn't. you're asking for an ideal world. My clothes should iron themselves. They yeah. pretty much don't. <laughs> I'm pretty much sure I'd like it if they did. That would be really convenient. But convenient right. isn't real. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, you got to take, you know, everything, everything comes with, you know, I always look at when, when, a, when I close a deal with a client and they're like, okay, so we're going to get this schedule. We get a schedule and we're ready to start their job. I always look at it like that's not the end of the sale. No, um, because, because just because I got the job, I have the job schedule. We have a contract in writing. Um, that's not the end of the sale. The end of the sale still is the sale still continuing because now I have to show and perform. Now yeah. I actually have to provide the product that we have now written a contract for and in order to do that, you know, we've got to, we've got to progress good. We've got to make sure our con our subcontractors, we've got to make sure our business is doing well. And the communication continues. You still have yeah, to yeah, through like that contract. Um, and, and I think most important for me, I think, is when, I, when we finally, you, we get to the end of a job and we finalize, I always, I always ask the client um, it, to walk through the job with us, make sure that there's anything that, pick, that stands out that they want us to know before we sign off on that. And, and to make sure that we communicate with them at the very end of the sale. And I think that's part of the reason why I feel like that's part of the reason why we continue to have good clients and they refer back is because we do take that little bit of time at the end when, when mm. most guys are done with the job and they're ready to run away from it and get to the next one. Yeah. They're literally like job's done. So they run, we're off and they finish yes. an hour early. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. get the invoice over and blah. Yeah. Hand, hand, hand me the, hand me the check and let me get out of here. And I usually take a little time and say, you know, what are the things that you liked? What are the, I like to get the feedback. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? Where did we piss you off? And at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, is there anything we can do now that this is over and paid for? Um, what can we do now to, to earn your business in the future? 
Um, just and like you say, you're so, you're so right with it as well, because at that point, you're then doing a sale for the future. Yep. You're doing a sale for your referrals. You're, you're setting it up for the next project. Yeah. 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 You're securing that point. That, I always pass it as a cool down period. When you've gone through a sale and you're having a conversation with someone and they've made a payment, if you're on the phone to someone and you make a sale and you go, okay, great, card number, blah, blah, great, I'll be out tomorrow, all right, thanks a lot, bye. Literally, the, the buying process or the handing over the money process for a lot of people can feel stressful. Yeah. If you've elevated their stress levels or their excitement or however you want to, and then you're suddenly gone, they mm -hmm. come down to, with a thump. With a crash. Yeah. And then they get buyer's remorse. And then they start freaking out. And then they try and find the problem to justify the emotional feeling yes. they've got. Yep. But actually, if you're then sitting there for 10 minutes, having a chat, what's going on for the rest of the day, blah, 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 this is what we do, talking about your life. When they get off the call, it's not the sale that's ended, it's the conversation that's ended. Right. And it leaves them in that feeling. And I think that's what, when people talk about people being natural salespeople, they just get that automatically, mm -hmm. or they just learn it from a younger age and it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. I mean, obviously, um, I, you know, just, just this little conversation we've had, it's important to like to implement and, and I, and it's kind of, kind of weird to say, but it's, you almost have to learn to implement some of the tactics that you use and for lack of a better term tactics, but, but you really gotta, I think if we could implement some of these things that you do in sales, just basically using those communication skills yeah. and, and being more aware and recognizing where we can better a communication with our, it can be with our spouse, our children, uh, our, kids, our friends, family. And, and I, 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 you can learn a lot from, you know, like your business experience alone uh, teaches, obviously teaches a lot. Your knowledge teaches what a lot of people in our society lack, which is really with, with these things day in and day out, we have these phones in our face, but we, you know, we want to communicate to a screen, but we can't communicate with someone in our face. Oh, actually, how many people are doing TikTok dances? It's, it's a sure. nightclub and they wouldn't dance. I'm one, and you know, yeah. I don't do TikTok dances, my kid does them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a dancing person. So I, for right. me, I'm like, if I don't dance, I don't dance. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that do. Yeah. And they change their personality and they change the way they are because of the phone. Or yep. they change the way they act based on the people they are with. And yes. there's a big recipe for disaster with that. Yes. Because if you're act changing the way you are, say if I act differently around you than I do with John, that's fine if mm -hmm. you can be that chameleon. Right. What happens if you're out one day and John's out? Yep. You end up becoming some weird third way mismatch. And then yeah. you're like, well, have you seen weird today? John thinks you're being weird. And it just, it's just false. And you right. can't have long-lasting relationships with it. I have fallen, I've made massive mistakes over the years, huge ones. And a lot of it come down to not having these basic pillars, belief and foundations all in place and doing them. One of the big things was putting the other person first. Yeah. Um, I think having kids changed that. I think, well, more as they grew up. Um, making mistakes is a great way to learn these lessons. Always. Um, and I, I think a lot of stuff, the sales isn't actually about selling. You're, you're fixing a problem, if anything. Mm -hmm. And if you can take the same problem fixing mentality you would use in a sale into normal things, it works. Because you're identifying problems, you're asking good questions, you're letting the other person speak more, mm -hmm. clarifying things, you're qualifying them on things. 
you're asking what you can do and all this stuff. And you're talking, all these things are, 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 it's not about a product that you're selling. It's about helping the other person facilitate what their problem was or help them with it. Um, and yeah, it, it does make a big difference. I, you brought up a really good point you just said is, is you're qualifying them. And, and that's something where with these phones, we don't, we, you know, you're engaging with text, you're engaging on a phone or in social media. What we don't get is that qualifier. We don't get to qualify the other person. We get to speak, they get to hear us. And that's how it works both ways when you're communicating through a device. Um, and it's very important, especially sales or anything in life to validate the person you're communicating with. And that's a, when you said that, it just kind of rang a bell with me, like mm. qualifying the person you're trying to engage with, validating Massively. them. There's a real transition that happens, especially now with selling in the DMs. Mm -hmm. It's really, a, I, I don't do any business through email. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Like I, do, I generally don't do anything. If someone I, says, I had a guy, I had a guy I interviewed the other day and he said, that's all he does is that he emails these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. He said, it's coming and then, back and that's all he does. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, it is great to use email, but with my phone, if you send me an email and you send me a text, they look the same. Yeah. I, I do. I do it both on my phone. Yeah. So actually, yeah. email just doesn't isn't as slick for me as yeah. WhatsApp, and not as personal. Yeah. Um. And so, but it also means you have to tweak and change what you do. Yeah. Oh, and dear John, blah blah blah, big long emails and all this nonsense. You just have to change what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's by doing different actions that we actually get the different results. Um, and for me, I wasn't used to selling through the DMs. I'm used to face-to-face -face and phone and all yeah. that type of selling. But what do I do? When I move online with stuff, I go and find someone who's good at selling through DMs. Seeking advice is not a weakness. I, yeah, See, I, I tell everybody. Too many people ask, don't get it. Yeah, I tell everybody, ask for help. It's it, Us as men... That we're raised not to ask. You know, we're uh, we're supposed to be masculine. We're supposed to be strong. We're, yeah. we're not supposed to ask for help. We're supposed it, to know everything. It just shows it shows the people you're around. Yes, it, and, and so it takes time. You know, it took me many many years, uh, probably yeah. in the, almost my early mid thirties, before I was actually had the balls to ask somebody for assistance on certain things. Yeah, and, and, and to really be vulnerable and, and be able to expose that I'm I and don't you, know everything. It, it is so funny you say because literally yesterday. So I'm clearly not a guy who's in massively good shape. I'm pretty overweight, but I'm, I'm working on this. So the gym has never been my friend. Yeah. Um, I used to do Thai boxing and stuff, and I was happy there, but weights didn't really know what I was doing. Right. But then I get to the stage now where I'm like, I'm of an age. Most people would just expect me to know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I've started doing bench pressing. Now, I've never been into it. It's never bothered me. But over the last three weeks when I've been going, I've been going five days a week. I've been doing just at some point. My way through, it's pretty easy, lift a weight. Blah, blah, blah. I'm watching what other people are doing. Now, I got to the stage yesterday, I had 25 kilo on either side, and I was about to do 30, but 25 seemed a bit tough. Mm -hmm. And it was only fear that made me ask for help. Now, my fear was, one, looking stupid, by yep. dropping it on yep. me, and two, dying. Yeah. So that's how much it took for me to get to that stage. And I said to this guy, I was in, this guy, he looks good, um, he, he looks, he looks good looking guys in great shape. He's dipping like crazy. He's got the weight thing on. Um, and I literally said it and I could feel the anxiety hitting me. And I literally said it and he's like, man, what have done for asking? He said, a lot of people don't. He said, you see him struggle. He said, and I just think they're stupid. So if I hadn't have asked, he would have thought I was stupid. Yeah. 
I thought by asking I would have been stupid. Right. And he's taking those glasses off and putting and other glasses them on, on the other. Per- yeah. Yeah, man. He's taking that perspective. A, a new perspective. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. For it sure. Changes everything. And and we we've been talking a lot about that on the show lately too. Is um you know and I've been doing a lot of lives on social media, uh, different ones. I'll, I'll jump on our page or I'll jump on my personal page, and mm. and that's part of what I what I've been discussing is perspective. You know. Um, we all hear about, you know, people being open-minded. We all hear about, you should be open-minded about stuff. And yeah. we live in a day and age where, well, in our nation, especially right now, we have this stupid election going on. And so you, everybody's living on party lines. Everybody's Republican or Democrat, and that's all there is to it. And so there's no open mind. There's no happy medium. There's no meeting in the middle. Everybody's divided. And, and, and it, it, perspective is such a big thing when it comes to being open-minded. Um, it, it's not about having to take yourself out of your comfort zone, although you should, but yeah, it's yeah. really about, it's really about when people say, look at it from standing in this person's shoes, but they don't want to take their shoes off to go try that. Yeah. Um, it's really, like you said, it's, it's, it's getting, it, it's, it's being aware and conscious of yourself, but it's also being aware and conscious of the person that's in front of you uh, that you may be communicating with. And, and maybe you're, maybe you're not breaking through in the communication or maybe you are. But yeah. until you actually can, can, can put on a different perspective than the one you're using, um, you're not going to be effective in communicating with that person. And, and in, in our country right now, in social media, we've got the Democrat, Republican arguments going on nonstop. Uh, this president, that president, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it, it's not about the puppet, whoever the leader is. It, it really boils down to who the congressional leaders are in our country, because they're the ones that are the ones making writing the laws and making the yeah. decisions that are going to make the puppet look better. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I try to explain to people like, I don't want to argue politics because uh, first off, you're not going to change your mind and you're not going to change my mind unless you provide facts. And so yeah, I, agree. I, I tell everybody, you know, we can, we can both sit here and argue politics all day long. Uh, I won't argue with anyone unless you present me with facts. And if you show me facts and it presents your side of the story and I think I need to, to take a look at what I'm, I'm thinking, then I will. And I'm very open-minded that way. But it is all about perspective and I have discussed this. And, and it goes with everything. Um, you know, looking, look for me in construction, looking at trying to close a deal on, on a job, I have to look at what the client's wanting. And sometimes that's just asking questions. Uh, and sometimes uh, you, you find a hard client that doesn't answer questions well. So you kind of have to look above and beyond. It's kind of like what you said with your friend does roofing. Um, you know, if I'm going to go try to make roofing sales, the first thing I'm going to do is look for the problems on the roof. Um, exactly. I don't want to just drive around and find a bad roof and then tell the homeowner. And then maybe the homeowner doesn't recognize certain things or, or he's like, I don't, I don't want to spend the money right now. But yeah, when, yeah. You, when you can actually point out the things, uh, you know, and then and then explain to them in a different perspective that, you know, not only do you need a roof, but here's where your roof's failing and you're causing damage to the rest of the house. Yeah. Um, and, and so perspective is a huge, huge key in communication, uh, because if you just come at somebody from one perspective, uh, I would I think you could agree you probably ain't going to close a sale very easily. You really but have it- to kind of be well rounded. Yeah, but there's a phrase that says, if you can see through John Smith's eyes, you can sell what John Smith buys. So if you can look through someone else's perspective, you can see it from their point of view. You can see what they're interested in, what their problems are, what their concerns are. Yeah. Now, just because someone has a concern, 
whether it's valid or not to me or to you, doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're trying to help someone and their problem is they don't like X's and you're trying to sell them a car that's got an X in a number plate, to someone, they'll be like, that's a bad sign. I don't want that car. Now, instead of trying to convince them to buy that car, find a car that doesn't have an X in it. Right. Qualify that person. Okay, so imagine the X wasn't there. Yeah. Is this the car? Yeah. No. Because then if it isn't the car, it doesn't matter about the X. Exactly. If it is, go, you're telling me now, if I had a different number plate on it, same color, blah, 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 you'd take it home. Yes. Would you want the same it? Would you want that? Would you be open to a new color? Yes, I want it back. If you find that exact thing without an X, I take it and I'll do it today. Are you doing it by cash or vote? Right. I'll go off and find one right now. Would you yeah. take it? Yes. You've got a sale. Yeah. A lot of people are like, what do you mean you want an X? It's so stupid. Well, no, you're doing it from your eyes. Right. Why do you care if they hate X's? Yeah, like, it's, it's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> I think people talk about the whole, oh, I don't like dogs, I don't like cats, cat people and dog people. Right. It's like, I don't like cats. Yeah. But if someone's talking to me about their cat, I'm not going to go, oh, I'm not doing business with you, you like cats. It's the most stupid thing. Yeah. People, at, but a lot of people say it's about, well, I'm not changing me for whoever it is. And that's cool. Yeah. There's loads of dinosaurs that had that mindset. <laughs> and, not and where are they at now? <laughs> yeah, and it's fine with that. You can be, and this is what I mean, really. live your life. Yep. If you want to live a life where you don't want to change, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Why buy most of the time? The people that don't want to change are the people that expect change from other people. Yeah. If you're spending your time insisting that other people should do X or Y and Z, but you're not prepared to do anything, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, and I think that happens with sales. Salespeople want to get, not all sales, bad salespeople want to get the easy deals. They want them to change. There was one before, we have a superstore over here called Curry's PC World. And I was watching a podcast with a guy and this guy was saying, oh, I work in Curry's and I hate it when people, oh, so they're talking about discounts. And the guy who put his post, got another great discount today in X shop. And this guy comments, oh, I work in PC World. I hate people like you come in, hounding me for discounts. I've got better things to do. And he literally put, no, you don't. It's your job. <laughs> like, what, did you, what did this guy clearly expect? And go, I'm yep. so sorry, I came into this, your shop to buy what I need with my money. And, and, and I'd like to with, save some money if I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even, it's, this is a sales rep. It's not a small business. This is a giant company. Right. It doesn't make any difference if he gets a discount. Yeah. But he felt inconvenienced yeah. by it. It's and more you work. You need to take, yeah, you need to take those lenses off. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, and, and it's real interesting. I look at, um, you know, I look, I look at the way just some people think and, and, and like you were saying, like you, you can't, you can't expect somebody to change the way they are in a moment or in a conversation, or in a, especially like in a sale. I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. It's their money. Um, they're they're going to spend. And, and at the end of the day, uh, you want to help them spend it and you want them to spend it with you, but you can help them spend it in a way that they're comfortable. When they walk away, they're happy and they're okay with spending that money. And mm. initially when people have to go buy, like you said, even a car, like nobody wants to go buy a car. You know, there's very few people that are like their car breaks down and they have to and want to go buy a car. Yeah, yeah. It's no, usually no, I need to take this money out of my account. Right, exactly. Or, you know, your washer. Recently, we had our washer break. You know, we had to go spend $1,000 on a new washer. And it's like, I, I didn't want to spend $1,000 no, on a washer. It's the last no. thing I want to do is buy a washer. But, hey, I need clean clothes. 
Yeah, and this is the big thing for a lot of people out there as well. It depends on what you're selling. Yeah. Um, but I think with a lot of it, if you're selling a product, which is a need-based product, um, my, I had it before when my friends had, you know, like the recovery services we have on called mm -hmm. the AA. He didn't have recovery. Yep. He phones up, his car breaks down. So he phones the AA um, and I wasn't with him. And he phoned the AA and basically they're like, yeah, cool. We can have someone out in 20 minutes. Great. And he's like, they're like, it's 120 pounds. And he's like, what do you mean? He said, normally it's like 9.99 a month or whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you're not a member. He's like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not paying it. And we're like, okay. What are they going to say? What's it? What, what are they? They're not going to hang up the call and be worried. They're in, a, they're in their office. Right. And he's like, he'll come to a pub later and he's moaning. He's like, just, it's, we're just trying to rip you off because you're desperate. No. Everyone else pays £9.99 a month. So when it happens, they're there. You yeah. want to only pay when you need it. So it costs right. them 120 quid because actually you have, I said, I, I probably haven't used one in three years. Yeah. I pay my nine nine. So actually, when I do use it, it's probably cost me three hundred pounds. Right. But his was, I want to get it for the cheapest price, and when I need it, and I want to be a priority customer, and no one else. Like, you think? Yeah. You yeah. just you're looking. But I at want it wrong. the deal. <laughs> yeah. I want the deal. I want the product, but I don't want to pay the price to, to get the product at the most convenient way. Yeah, and, and that's and that's uh, that's kind of crazy to think that way. Um, where where do you um? Where do you, how do you see the changes since you've been in sales for so long? I mean, how do you see the industry of sales, uh, whether it be online or I know obviously online has become the biggest presence, but how do you see some of the trends that have changed in sales and where do you think sales are going to be heading uh, in the future? I, I think now there's going to be, two, the, the middle is going to just be spread. You've got the Amazons that are going to take over the world drones all the other stuff and all their delivery because they're so big now right but to catch up with them slim and they've got so much money in cash but you just can't i mean countries don't, yeah can't really can't compete. and then you've got the small entrepreneur a lot of people like to buy local people like I, I have a lot of people now that would rather use me than a bigger company out there because mm -hmm. if they talk to me they get me yep so if i'm coach if you're on my platform you're seeing me if you phone up, like if we've got um, a coaching call, it's me. It's not palmed off to some guy right. who I've just trained. In a the call center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So people buy into that. So people will do both sides. You think about how many clothing brands there are now. And it was almost a stigma um, before you had to buy Gucci. But now, like, I mean, you guys must know about Gymshark. Yep. And you've got to think, I don't know if you've ever watched the YouTube thing with him. Kids like 24 from the yeah. UK. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2012 they set up from his mum's house. Yeah. Um, and now it's 1.4 billion, I think he's just sold yeah. out for. Now, a lot of people, if you went back further, would have been like, oh, I'm not buying this small brand. Where a lot of other people like to be different now. Yeah. And the good thing is for sales, sales is industry wide. Doesn't matter what industry in, sales are needed. So sales change. Yep. You've got things now like automated bots, which again, do you remember when voice recognition was terrible on your phone? Yeah. Yep. And now it works great. Yeah. It's great for me. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yep. And it's just for convenience. So as time goes on, these automated bots are going to get smarter. We're going to take over, probably take over the world and we'll all be in a mess. But, 
so there's always new tech that's coming out. Yes. We have more tech that's coming along. Sales is communication. I think your network is more important. Your reputation is becoming more important. Influencers now are, we went through that spell where influencers were everything. Right. Um, and everyone was like, if it's with this guy, we're actually now it's going to be put off the other way. So I think there's a huge opportunity for people out there. And I think we're at the stage now where the recession that we're all about to hit in the world mm -hmm. is going to be something which big industries are going to lose. Right. The big companies that are going to go under. You think about the high street shops or the malls like you guys have. The big companies, if we're in lockdown for three months, and although they get a stimulus... That doesn't cover it. No, and so we've got and we've got a lot of malls and a lot of uh, brick and mortar stores completely closed. Yeah, yeah. Businesses have gone bankrupt left and right here. You think silly things like nightclubs? They're massive spaces. Yep. Um, and and all this type of stuff. So if you're in sales and your industry goes to pop, you can move industries. Mm -hmm. You can become a you you can become an independent seller for any company. And this is what I say to people now. Um, is with sales, it's always going to be of use. Unless you become a bricklayer and you're never going to sell a job ever right. again. Yeah. If you're going to have a labor-based job where you're not going to work in a factory, it's never going to talk to a boss. But if you're ever going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to want to be able to sell your wares. Mm -hmm. If you are ever going to go off and have a business or become a manager or become a team leader or anything that involves people below you, you're going to have to have the skill sets to be effective in business. Yep. Um, and it doesn't take rocket scientists to do. The good thing is with a lot of this, like we said, it's transferable. So I think with sales, there's a huge opportunity. If you're in real estate now and the market collapses, yes, it might be painful. It might be hard for a six months. Mm -hmm. But you can leave. If you're good in real estate and you leave and go to a business-to-business -business tech company. Yeah. And they put you in and gave you a week's training. You realistically should be able to get business because you right. know how to contact people. You know how to relate. You know how to prospect. You know how to handle objections. You know how to qualify. It's transferable. All you have to work out is how does the product fit into my skills. Yeah. Where a lot of jobs, the skills don't move industries. You go from being a dentist to a doctor. Right. Isn't a transferable. But with sales, the product is inside that because sales surrounds it. And all mm -hmm. you've got to do is learn a new product. So if you're in sales, you are almost recession proof. Right. Because if you're in travel right now and travel's going bad and you have ability and confidence of execution in your skills and you go into whatever it is, mm -hmm. MLM marketing, real yeah. estate, property, whatever it is, go to a big plumbing company and show them how you're gonna get more jobs but you can sell yourself in that way. So I think the opportunity is massive and it doesn't take five years to become greater. Right. You can, and this is one thing I like. I had a guy who's in the States, a guy called Tim, wasn't vibing much about sales, but knew he needed to for his business. Mm -hmm. It's, I've got a cut on my leg, I want a plaster when it's fixed, like you are in a kid. I was like, right, let's get you on, let's get you learning it. Suddenly, a month later, he's cracking 500 pound days. A month after that, he's doing a thousand pound days. Yeah. And he's like, this stuff works. Right. Almost like he was doing it begrudgingly, not thinking. And he's yeah. like, if he ever hears this, he's a great guy, mm -hmm. but he wasn't 100% sold on how effective he could be right. with the right sales. He thought this is one of those dreams that other people can do. Other uh -huh. people are good at sales. Yeah. 
And then you teach and you show and you support and the repetition comes in. And then suddenly he becomes the person he didn't think he could be for the right reasons. You become self-sufficient. And those skills he has now, not only will keep him going in his business, but if recession hits his um, industry. And if jobs are thin on the ground, businesses will want to be able to see results. They're not going to care about resumes. They're not going to care about your previous history. They don't care if you worked at Goldman Sachs or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. If you turn, turn up and you are a confident salesperson and you turn up to a business and go, what do you pay? We're not hiring. Okay. If you, what do you normally pay? Well, we normally pay 30K a year, plus we give you a 5% commission, which will make it up. Okay, what about this? I'll start for you and you pay me nothing, but you give me a higher commission. So when I come in and smash it, I make more money. Right. You turn up to many businesses and you prove yourself on that. How many people are going to turn down commission yeah. only, only salespeople? Yeah. And I, and I think that's a big stigma too, is a lot of people just think uh, there is nothing in sales but commission. And, 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 they, and, they, and they fear that I'm not going to make any money or I'm not going to make a check, so I'm not going to waste time doing it. That's like being a footballer and as a striker and saying, I don't think I'm going to score any goals, so I right. can't do it. So I'm not going to show up. Don't become a footballer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing with it. If you're going to create a product and you want to set up a business, either work out one or two things. I'm going to hire someone who will hire my salespeople, because if yep. you don't know what you're doing, you don't know who to hire. Or I'm going to become so good for the short term that when I expand, so I'll sell my wares for a year, then when it's going well, I'll know how to sell my product and I can teach others. And that's one of the best ways. It's short term pain for some people. Yeah. I'm not saying sales is to everyone. But if you're an entrepreneur with your business and you've got a service, if you just spend, even for some people, three months selling your own product, selling the uncomfortableness of handling objection or whatever it might be, and you go through it, when it comes to hiring other salespeople, you know what your, what your team needs. You've been in the trenches. You know how the problems feel. Yep. And it makes you more effective. And sales matter. Too many people go into the routine. They get a basic uh, wage and they get used to doing the hours required. Mm-hmm. Not getting the results yep. are required. That's all they're worried about is getting those yeah. hours. Yeah. J-O-B, just over broke. And that's yeah. the thing. They're coming in for the basic. And that's the problem with a lot of time in sales. You want the combination of the money-hungry people, but you have to give them the training tools to become the SAS, the Navy SEALs of their industry. Yes. You can't turn around and ask a soldier to become a Navy SEAL if you're not going to push him to the way they're going to be. Yeah. Training and, and the all the other tools and training. Yep. You can't give it. You can't give a guy in the army the same training for the guy and then just say he's in the SAS. Yeah. Like they yeah. need different skill sets. Mm-hmm. They need different mindsets. They need all the different, and they need to. Have, <laughs> I will see the fields of the Navy SEALs laying the water. The tide crashing in their face. Yeah. Do you need that as a private? Probably not. Yeah. Do you need that at a basic level? Probably not. But we're talking about becoming the best of the best yeah. of the best. And strategically getting getting your job done. Yeah. Yeah. And the mindset and all the other things that come into it, taking people from being broken to building them back up. Now that's extreme, but that's we're talking about the most extreme jobs in the world. For sure. Everyone wants to be the best of their industry. But not a lot of people are prepared to put in the work to get yes. title ourselves. And sales is no there's not a ladder. You're in sales, you're not in sales. 
So people are, oh, I'm in sales. Oh, I don't really do sales. Well, what do you do? I'm an account manager for a company. What do you do then? Oh, I just look after the clients. Well, you don't bring any bit. Oh, no, I bring business in. You're in sales. You're in sales. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think it's a good point you made earlier is almost any, basically almost every business you can think of, it, it's sales. At some level, it's a sales because no matter whether they're offering a product or they're, they're selling a service, um, you know, almost every business in some way, shape or form, uh, it has to have a sales component. It is a sales component because there's a role in every company. Yeah, they're not going to make no. money. Yeah, they're not going to make money without selling something. Mm. If you've Whether got it's the idea of the business job. or not. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got something like a laboring job or something like that, where they're on a tool with a product, then yes, they don't necessarily sell. Mm. But someone in that business does. Someone they wouldn't have the a job. Yeah. Someone deals with customer service. Someone answers yeah. the phone. Someone goes out and prospects. Someone does leaflet jobs. Someone does all this stuff. And with any, and this is what I think. If no sales in your business came in now, how long would you survive? Well, how long would the door just get knocked for? Even if you get referrals and easy business, a lot of the time, you still have to ignite that light. You have to be present. You have to still be doing good jobs for people to go, ah, Bob's a recruitment company, Bob's a construction company. They've done a good job. How many jobs do you think you get because someone saw other work we've right. done that oh so and so so because of a previous job which was sold to someone you then got a referral because they saw the work you did yep yep well i'm gonna go ahead and wrap up here um it's been great having you on here and yeah, enjoyed it. Um, i want to give you an opportunity go ahead and tell our audience where they can find your courses where they can get more information about you and where they can locate uh more information on the sales stuff that you do in your courses Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been great. Easiest place to go to is Instagram. Just go to the sales angel. Um, three words, the sales angel. Search me on there. Um, <laughs> there's a free ebook on there in the link in the bio. As you said earlier, I post on there daily carousels and videos for free content to give you a bit more of an idea. Um, all the podcasts I'm doing, so I'm doing 150 weeks. In the link in my bio, when you click that, there's content there, ebooks, and some of the other podcasts I've done. So, if people want to get a little, a little bit more before they reach out, they can. Or jump in the DMs, hit me a message, and then have a chat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been Thanks great having today. you on here. And uh, I look forward in the future to having you back. Yeah, man. Really good. Thank you. You have a great day. Hey, guys. Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, it's called Anchor. Uh, it is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most, most all the platforms that you want to reach, you can, you can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day.